Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Yeah, it is. Woo! Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name's Jeff. Not sure why I went into a, like a Wilford Brimley. I don't either because you know our diabetes. You know what our um, <laughs> you know what our topic is this week, and it has nothing to do with Wilford. Nothing Brimley. to do with him. It's just my voice went sideways for a second. <clears throat> Interesting. No. <laughs> Usually, we are the podcast that takes a year and a category from a Oscars of past years past and tried to determine who should have really won the Oscar. But you know what, Jeff? Something happened this week. Yeah, something that's going to make our podcast feel like night and day. Sure. <laughs> um, there was a, uh, a comment on a social media site in which somebody mentioned that uh, they got into a tiff with their significant other. And that tiff was about us, Jeff. Was it? Yeah. Did you put a, Did it put you on the edge of tomorrow? Uh, of today. <laughs> okay. Um, a little say by the bell college years there. <laughs> no, the the uh, the post basically said like you know I I don't share things about my my uh, my marriage. Usually it's pretty good. We usually don't fight, but we do fight about this. And what they were fighting about was whether or not they could determine my favorite Kevin Costner movie. Well, we know you don't like Tin Cup because I on don't. our show I always express yeah. my. My fondness for this Kevin Costner film, and uh, you talk about how much of a stinker it is. Not that it's a stinker, just like, you know. You're kind of a dick about it. Oh, all right. But um, it's cool. It's cool. You don't like it. They seem to... It could be because you don't golf. I mean, you don't like <laughs> The Legend of Bagger Vance either. I really like The Legend of Bagger Vance. You do not. <laughs> you hate that movie. <laughs> it's not a great movie. Uh, no. I think it's Will Smith at his best. They, they assumed that it was uh, Waterworld. It's not Waterworld. Um, what your favorite movie? My favorite Kevin Costner movie. You picked. They picked Waterworld. They thought Waterworld. It's not Waterworld. It just, if you're listening, which that's you one are, of the worst. It's it's not Waterworld. Kevin Costner films. I think that might that may have been a joke in the post. It was like, uh, it's pretty sure it's Waterworld. Like as a joke. Did they take away the water and call it the Postman? No, like he did. Like he did. Yeah. Hmm. No, I, and I I thought you know what? There's there's a simple and easy way to solve their dispute, right? And so, that's that's where we at Switch the Envelope create a list of the best of best movies, right? We do that from time to time. We create a list of best movies, but uh, definitely for Kevin Costner. Yeah, right? I don't I don't want to give them the satisfaction of doing Kevin Costner because I like that that can continue. Instead, we'll solve a fight they haven't had yet. How about so that? So you want to start one? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. You want to start one that will make it kind of like a a lion for lambs kind of an of discussion. Bit of a stretch, but yes, I'll take it. <laughs> no, so instead kind of, of a war, a war of the world, war worlds. of the worlds, a little bit, a war yes, of the yeah. worlds, absolutely, one that'll have collateral damage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm gonna keep going here. No, no, it, it's okay. fine. We're going to do the top ten because it's, it's we're gonna do an actor, so we're only gonna go ten movies deep. We're gonna do top ten best Tom Cruise films, best Tom Cruise films. And if you didn't 
get that, by the way, from all the damn movies <laughs> I was saying, you are not a Tom Cruise fan. Then listening to this podcast will educate you. Your Otherwise, eyes were wide shut during that whole... Wide shut. Your yes. eyes were wide shut during that whole beginning. <laughs> firm. They were wide, eyes wide shut very firmly. That didn't work. Sorry. You should have said you were looking for a few good men. We needed a few good men for that joke. Just let yeah. me do the puns, <laughs> yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. You were far and away for that one. That was real risky business of me to say that kind of a joke. While you were saying that bad <laughs> pun, you missed the far and the far and away one. I'm just saying. I was far and away from, yeah, let's just get into it. <laughs> Man, guys like you who are not born on the 4th of July just do not get to make puns. We don't get it. Might as well just play taps and sign me off. I need a cocktail. Okay, so Tom Cruise movies, the top 10. Best top, top, gun? No. Oh. The top ten best Tom Cruise films. Whew. You are losing it. I am. Oh man, this is gonna be. This is gonna be rough. Yeah. No, I I know what you're doing, Jeff. It's fine. <laughs> I've I've just I've scattered into oblivion here. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. All right. Uh, before before we I, I really try to get interview with a vampire in I yeah, really couldn't it wasn't, get interview it wasn't with working. a vampire I, how do you yeah I don't I don't know so before we get into like what what we feel is the top 10 we did a very scientific survey between Jeff and myself and uh, came up with uh, not only our favorites but what you know movies that we feel are you know really good movies that should belong in sort of his uh you know, his his ranking here. But there are a few movies that didn't make the cut, and we want to just get them out of the way real quick, just so that, you know, because people want to hear these movies mentioned. They're not honorable mentions, necessarily. We'll get to those. But these are movies that were pretty terrible and didn't even register on our list. What were some of those movies, Jeff? Yeah, okay, so <clears throat> everyone needs to realize, well, first, um, there, w- there was a bit of a, a fight that Corey and I had, and that is... We were give we gave each other a veto, mm-hmm. a veto thing. We will talk about those honorable mentions at the end, but we, those vetoes. So you may, he got to veto one of mine, and I got to veto one of his. Mm-hmm. Those honorable mentions you'll hear at the end, but if you don't hear those on the list, those movies of Kevin, Kevin Costner, not Kevin Costner, not Kevin Costner, oh, not okay. Those movies of Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. we'll you'll hear them at the end, but. The movies that were not vetoed, the movies that we just thought outright stunk. They just didn't make make any list. Yes. We're going to start, just, I'm going to read them like rapid fire. Rock of Ages, Ooh. Tom Cruise in a wig. That's fucking Bad. terrible. No. Valkyrie, Tom Cruise couldn't pull off a fucking accent. German accent. Mm-hmm. Terrible. He's not going to be on there. Lion for Lambs. We're not going to cover that because it was so slow. What is that movie? I've never even seen it. Fuck that movie. A lot of great actors, just really slow. We're not going to cover it. War of the Worlds, first one's better. <laughs> Last Samurai. This, you don't need to say anything. Just I'm not going to say it. Just moving on. <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Didn't understand it. Moving on. It was confusing. Magnolia. Yeah. Didn't understand it. Moving on. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the same movie, but with completely different plots. It's weird. Exactly. Eyes Wide Shut. Too much butt. Moving on. <laughs> and masks. <laughs> Keep eyes shut. Okay. And um, Color of Money. It was better as the hustler, the hustler. Yeah. and legend. Uh, it, it, too weird. Moving on, and I think that's it. Cool. So that exhausts all of his movies. So we don't have any more for, <laughs> for the list. No, no, no. Those are just that, those are what we decided were his bad movies. Yes. So what are his good movies? Let's talk about his top ten best movies 
What are the top 10 best Tom Cruise movies? If you thought your favorite movie was on the list we just read of what we thought were his terrible movies. Well, too bad, asshole. <laughs> well, no, you can oh, well, send no, us a tweet yeah, you can. at Switch Envelope or send us a message on Instagram at Switch the Envelope. Start up a discussion. All right, now we're going to move on to our top 10. Yeah, we'll tell you you're wrong, but it's okay. Uh, number 10 on our list is uh, Tom Cruise with white hair. Playing a hitman? Question mark. I think playing a hitman. He's absolutely, a hit, he's a hitman. Jamie Foxx is in this movie. Fully playing a hitman. This is the movie Collateral, which is one of those movies where I didn't go into it with very high hopes, but I came out of it going, you know what? That was a pretty damn good movie. I I actually um, still think about something. There's sometimes where you see a movie and you're walking through your daily life doing something, and it and and it makes you think about something you saw in a movie before. That's this movie. The scene where he goes into essentially like kill the guy who is a trumpet player mm-hmm. is a haunting scene. He sits and sits down and he talks with this guy for an hour and ends up just shooting him at a table. It's yeah. pretty terrible. Tom Cruise uh, really reached down to sort of the depths of Tom Cruise's soul for this uh, role. I, I, I liked it a lot. There was a. I think this movie kind of marks. Like a shift, like there's the '80s Tom Cruise, where he's just campy and fun, and the movies are like not great; they're dated, but they're a lot of fun to watch. And they're all the same plot. They are pretty much. I must say, they're all the same plot. They are the kid who has all the potential. All well, he's the best. He is the best. He is absolutely the best. That's true. And then all of a sudden, something tragic happens. And then after that tragedy, he realizes his, his potential, yeah. finally. Finally, and that person who's been helping him through the whole film is excited for him for realizing his potential. And finally taking that seriously. Yes. That is, yeah, that is every Tom Cruise movie in the 80s. Yes. Then you get, like, 90s Tom Cruise, which is all just, like, him becoming an action star and then, like, you know, doing legal films. <laughs> he does a lot of... A lot of lawyery films uh, in, in the 90s. And he becomes more of a serious actor, but no one really still kind of takes him seriously, I don't think, as, as an actor. I, I wouldn't agree with that. I think in the 90s is where he really starts getting hit. I, I think all his great movies are in the 90s. He hits he hits a, a huge stride in the 90s. He gets nominated for a few uh, Academy Awards in the 90s. I mean, and I think he was, his first movie where he really tried to be an actor <laughs> was Far and Away, and I think it was a bit of a reach. Yeah. Because Far and Away, he went... Uh, it was out of his reach. You know what I mean? It was you too far. I mean? It was too, it was too far. It. it was too far and away. That's, yeah. that's why they named it that. But then I, I think, you know, as as we get into sort of older Tom Cruise from Collateral on, uh, we really start to see him cement himself as like, he is going to be good, if not great, in everything that he does from here on out. It's kind of the, you know, where, where, he, where he lies. Like he just stepped up his game another level. And he's going to be the most solid guy where, you know, now, like you go to see a Tom Cruise movie um, now and you're like, because there was a moment there where like he was jumping on couches at Oprah and stuff. And like, you're like, oh, I don't know about Tom Cruise anymore. But then now you go to see a movie with Tom Cruise and you're like, that's a really solid movie. Like, I didn't have any expectations for half of the movies that I've seen um, Tom Cruise in recently. And they've all blown me away. You know what I mean? I've always, you know, I've never really cared about the Scientology thing, man. It's like whatever. I just like his no, no, no. He was just like publicly crazy at that point. Yeah, but I, I just like his acting. I like no, no. no. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like from Collateral on, you see a real shift of like, okay, it's just 
solid, 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 solid. You know, even in movies that are not great. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so Collateral makes it to 10. Number nine on our list. Risky business. Ooh, risky business. I think there isn't a person out there that hasn't tried that risky business slide. Yeah, I would would agree with you, but even though everybody knows the scene where he slides across the door the doorway mm-hmm. i'm not sure everybody's actually seen this movie <laughs> yeah like i don't think everybody knows that uh this movie's about a young kid uh working and setting up a business with uh hookers yeah he basically sets up a brothel for his friends yeah i don't know if this is this is a movie that most people know what it is I what the risky business yeah. is the only reason why i thought this is one of his best films um well, for, I still think it's one of his 80s films, quote it unquote. Is, absolutely. But I think one of his, the reason why it's one of his best films is he, him and Rebecca de Mornay, which is the person he's working mm-hmm. with. Um, I, don't, I don't remember how to say it. Last time I think Rebecca I remember. Rebecca de Mornay. Last thing I remember her in was uh, Hand the Rocks the Cradle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sure she's worked past that. I'm sure she has too. But uh, the one thing I really liked about this movie is that it sets him up. Him being in this movie set him up as a megastar. Absolutely, because from this is where you get Top Gun. Mm-hmm. So if he didn't, if he didn't have, because I mean, he was in the Brat Pack movies. He did do like we had, we had mentioned. He did Taps. He mm-hmm. did um, Losing It. He did other movies. He did um, All, All the Right, right Moves. moves. Yeah. He did. He had other movies. He did, but once he did Risky Business, this is the movies. This is the movie where he was like, "Well, this guy's going to be a star." He was the star of this movie when he was an out. When he was an outsiders, he wasn't the star. Right. He was just one of the guys. In fact, you know, he was one of the background characters. Yeah, you'll miss him if you blink. Kind of thing. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Johnny Depp in uh, the platoon. In platoon, exactly. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, he does a great job. And he stands out, and he makes it so that when Top Gun comes out, he is able to ask for the the type of things that make the movie kind of great, mm-hmm. which is he's famously asked for the opportunity to fly in the plane. Like he, right. when he's setting up his deal, he says, "If I'm going to do this movie, I want to be able to fly in the plane and be in the plane." And it sets up kind of a, a shots that Tony Scott is able to mm-hmm. achieve. Um, achieve, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This absolutely is the springboard to his superstardom. Uh, risky business, and it is one of the most iconic film scenes um, in cinematic history. Him, slide, I mean that. I yeah, go back how to many it, times like, do you go see a, a friggin' a Halloween a Halloween costume where somebody goes in the stupid glasses and somebody's in shirt in Ray Bans and a button up shirt? Yeah, and their tidy whities Exactly. Every damn Halloween, there's going to be someone, multiple people that come in that damn outfit. Yeah. Well, one, it's an easy Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> so those people aren't trying very hard. And they should not get points for it. But it is so iconic. Okay, tweet us right now if you know the song he's dancing to. Go. Uh, what song is he dancing to no, in that? No, I know. But they're tweeting to us, so now I can't say it. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Okay, all right. Tweet, Moving yeah, on. T- tweet us. Or tweet us your shitty Halloween costume where you dressed up as Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Uh, number eight on our list is a movie in which Tom Cruise, I believe, got nominated for a Academy Award. This is the um, wartime drama, Born on the Fourth of July, where he has no legs. Yep. Well, I think he has legs, but he just He has legs until he gets shot. He can't use legs. Well, no, he doesn't... He Do they get amputated in this movie? No, he just loses his ability to... He gets, like, paralyzed, basically. He gets paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. He's shot in the back. Yeah. 
while he's in Vietnam. Which uh, scarred me. We've talked about it before. Born on the 4th of July. <laughs> Him getting injured scarred me. It was not not fun. This is a hard movie for me to watch. And two weeks ago, you, or was it three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we talked about you thinking this was a better movie than Platoon, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I, do, I do enjoy this film. There's just that, that opening area of the film where like there's this moment where a bone sticks through a leg and it just ugh, I can't I can't it uh it disturbs me oh oh my gosh speaking of like things in movies that I just can't watch uh there's a documentary it reminded me of how I feel about this movie born on the fourth of July there's a documentary on HBO right now called the inventor or something like that it was about the lady who uh swindled uh, like the medical industry by saying that she could uh, do micro blood tests and that she had this new machine that could like run the regular yeah, blood the tests. There is, I shit you not, a three minute scene of a needle going into an arm in slow motion and breaking the skin, getting into a vein and then drawing blood. And I, I like, uh huh. Yeah, that's a, that doesn't bother me uh-huh. actually. No, it's, it's like close up. And it's just it's mm, cl- needles cl- like needles from afar, like the when they draw your blood and you're like, you know, sort of an arm's distance away from what they're doing. Not that bad. But when they zoom in and that needle looks like it's it's a fucking bar of rebar <laughs> going yeah, the, into somebody's skin. It was it was off putting. The Motley Crue movie has one of scene like that. Oh, do they? Like a, a needle they have heroin a, they scene? They have a needle hair when uh in the when dirt? they have the then they have the uh Nikki Six death mm. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Well, then I won't be watching that movie. <laughs> anyway, well, born- it's only about well, that one's only about you know three seconds long. But no, this yeah. shot lasts for I I swear it felt like an eternity. But it was like it's probably only like thirty seconds. But like it felt like three and a half minutes. It was it was like I had to watch the thing from like the side of my you know peripheral until I didn't see like the skin and needle on the screen anymore it was it was tough but born on the fourth of july born on fourth of july uh this movie i did not really like but i do recognize his ability his acting ability in it i think it's fantastic he uh i don't like watching it though it's not my favorite it's not a good movie to me well it's a good movie never mind it's a good movie it's not a movie i enjoy watching got you yeah this i mean I, i can see where you're coming from there but um but i think of myself as such a great film critic sure you know what i mean you know what i mean i'm i'm up here you know, yeah. I'm like up here. Well, yeah, that's a you good know, thing. that's why. See, everyone can see my hand mm-hmm. right now. Well, you're doing sign language again for our, exactly. our deaf audience. For the yeah, so my hand's up here, showing you how great I am as as a movie critic. That I can uh, separate myself from my love of the movie and my love of the actor. Right. You know I mean, and see that there is art there that should be recognized. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So that's number eight. Born on the fourth. Except of for July. Eyes Wide Shut. That movie's fucking shit. <laughs> it is absolutely shit. How does that have a high score on Rotten Tomatoes? I think that's ironic. People are ironically scoring Eyes Wide Shut because <laughs> it's like Kubrick's last film, and people want to suck Metacritic? his dick. Did Metacritic? Give I have it? no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I do not pay attention to those their scores. Because no, yeah, they're, <laughs> grain of salt <laughs> with with those. Well, no, I scores. mean, on Rotten Tomatoes, Black Panther is one of the highest rated movies of all movies. It's a really good movie. It's not the best of all movies. I understand it being a good movie. Yeah. Of all now think of how many movies have been out of all time. Sure. All time. I think it, it Black Panther all time. It belongs to be Really? It belongs in the certified fresh category. 
But yeah, I don't know if 100%. Uh, there's some problems with the All movie. All time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's some problems with, with the movie that, you know, they, they don't drag the movie down necessarily, but they, uh, they're present. All time. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, it's, it's flawed. All right, let's move on to number seven. Well, the number seven for us was The Firm. Yes, Tom Cruise playing a lawyer. Um, this wasn't just him playing a lawyer. This was him playing a very distraught lawyer. Very distraught. Who came from a very prestigious college and was lured away to a very small firm. The Firm. The Firm, who was able to offer him a very nice homey environment mm-hmm. until he realized that he was laundering money for the mafia. Yeah. He he runs in this movie like he does in most every movie. Down down a like a suburban street. So there it's funny. This <laughs> somebody put together a video. By the way, the music in this movie is great. <laughs> it is so good. It's got a good soundtrack. Uh the, but there's a there's a video that somebody put together of like graphing or like uh plotting Putting my risky business sunglasses yeah, on. Your Ray Bans. Uh putting um, every scene where Tom Cruise is running and then uh, mapping it out on a map <laughs> to see like how far he everywhere run. that Tom Cruise has run in a movie and the firm is is one of those yeah so you're telling me they take um, they take a map of Memphis Tennessee yeah because most of their movies Pelican Brief and the client they all take place in the, the south movies. apparently that's Tennessee I didn't Tennessee is in the Tennessee. south yeah. well I mean I know it's in the south I mean, apparently that's Tennessee as of the South, apparently that's Tennessee, the South. Oh, all of, no, because no, no, they don't all take place in Tennessee. I they? know the well, they all take place in the South, is what I was saying. Apparently, that one takes place in Tennessee. Yeah, because the client for sure takes place in the South. Sure, and um, the Pelican Brief does too. I don't know about Rainmaker. I don't remember where no, no, that no. one takes place. It's irrelevant, but um, it's not irrelevant. The word exactly, it's exactly <laughs> you're talking about maps and where they're running. But Tom Cruise isn't <laughs> in the other films. It's like Matt Damon in The Rainmaker, right? Yes. <laughs> like, Susan Sarandon's in The Client yeah, with some kid that uh, I can't remember his name. Julia Roberts is in The Pelican Brief with Denzel. Julia Roberts with Denzel. Mm-hmm. But Tom Cruise is in the one where they're in Memphis, Tennessee. And they had a map. Yeah, so they would they would show the maps of wherever they filmed you know, each movie and then uh, be able to point out sort of like, they would show you like the Google Street View next to the film still. <laughs> Like what? It, what it is? But what now. was the point of that? What do you see as that point of that? It's it's one of those mindless videos that you just watch because you're just like, oh, somebody took the time to edit every Tom Cruise running scene and chart it out on a map. That person has a lot of time. Though. They did. Uh, the film, the the video, by the way, is 20 minutes long. Uh, and I won't say if I watched it all. I watched it all. I will say that the firm, though, from my point of view, is one of my favorite to watch. I love watching that movie. It's it's a really exciting movie. There's never really a dull moment in that movie. It's, it's one of Ed Harris's first movies. It's uh, it's very high paced. Yes, it's got the girl from Basic Instinct. I don't remember her name. She plays the she she's the other she's also the other girl in Basic Instinct. She plays the wife in this. She's also the other girl in Basic. Well, she Instinct. plays like the girl who is probably the actual killer in Basic Instinct. Is it uh, Jean Triplehorn? Sure. <laughs> I never know her name. I just know or her when Holly I see her. Hunter. It's not Holly Hunter. It's not Holly Hunter. She was Holly Hunter that. plays plays the bro- the 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 his brother's girlfriend or who becomes his brother's girlfriend. Right. But then there's the mob. The mob is played by the actual mob guys that are in every movie. Right. 
what's his name's father? Paul Sorvino. Mm-hmm. 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 Wilford Brimley's also in that movie. Really? Yeah. Well, anyway, so The Firm is a great movie. So let's move on to the next movie. Diabetes. <laughs> Bring it full circle. I went Wilford Brim- Brimley in the beginning of this episode. We've now come full circle. He was in The Firm. We did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it was totally on purpose. Um, before we get into uh, basically the top half of this list, let's take a let's take a break and check out some of some of his better smaller roles. All right, it's a taste of Cruise. Like, I like um, that a taste of Cruise. Some some movies that he had like memorable roles in, or he just like you mentioned one uh, earlier where if you blink you'll miss him, and then if you see him in the movie you're like. Oh shit, Tom Cruise is in this movie. Uh one of those is The Outsiders, right? Where he plays Steve. <laughs> just just Steve. I only know that cuz I love the book. <laughs> blink blink and you'll miss Tom Cruise in The Outsiders. Uh one of my favorite cameos that Tom Cruise did is one in which I didn't realize it was Tom Cruise until 3 quarters of the movie went by and I was like Holy fuck, that's been Tom Cruise all along, and that's when he plays the movie producer in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, that was that was amazing. That was his <laughs> part in that movie uh, made that movie. He was so good. <laughs> he was so good. I, and I, I'm, I can guarantee he's like channeling some assholes that he's had to go up against in his career. He was probably channeling Harvey Weinstein. It, it may have been. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and I'm not sure that anybody will ever say i don't know i haven't seen now i'm sure they would they've said yeah, everything they might, else they might about him but yeah he's i he's, mean i mean you know because he earned that the way yeah the way he's playing that role in that movie one it's hilarious uh two i had no idea it was tom cruise he's got just hair glued all over him it's hilarious and uh except for the top of his head <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah he I, I really feels like he's channeling somebody real you know, somebody that he's done lots of bad business with uh, in, in the movie industry. Probably a lot of bad people. I mean, he's been in the industry forever. I know. It's probably an amalgamation of a lot of different people. But yeah. It's um, it's quite convincing. Uh, and probably a truer sense of the way the movie industry really works that we don't get to see that often. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, his uh, role as the movie version of Austin Powers in... Austin Powers gold member when he shows up at the end it's it's quite a funny cameo and very memorable yeah all right so let's move on to number six it was so memorable that I didn't remember it until we looked it up right now <laughs> I remembered it Jeff you remembered it you told me but okay just before we go into the list we do want to do one la- one little thing of housekeeping oh <clears throat> so on our uh, Twitter we had one person correct us from a couple of weeks ago oh really we did. A correction. A correction from our... And we always like to make sure that we let you people know when we're wrong, uh, which, doesn't, which doesn't really happen it um, that often. 90%. Uh, 99. I just bumped it up because people can't really check that sure. shit. Sure, yeah. You know? 99% accurate. We're 90%, 90, 99% accurate. Yeah. Um, True. So I just want to make sure everyone knew that uh, we forgot to mention that we were talking about Rob Reiner mm-hmm. and we were talking about Penny Marshall in the same conversation, and never mentioned that they were married. <laughs> yeah, well, duh. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, Rob we, Reiner, Penny we were, Marshall, married. We yes. were separating them as industry professionals. We were, yeah, we didn't And think, not, you know, connecting any of their careers to each other, because that would have been marriageist. Yeah, 
marriages? Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. Biased yes. against married people? So yes, person on Twitter, <laughs> Rob Reiner and Penny Marshall, yes, we know they were married. Yeah, but after, that doesn't after you told us. That doesn't factor into how great either of them are, right? No, it has nothing to do with it. But it might explain why they have similar styles. It might explain exactly yeah. why they have different styles because mm. they were married and they probably had something to do with each other's potentially. Movies. Anyway, but uh yes, you were right. I hope you feel better. Moving on <laughs> to number six on our list, <laughs> which is a fairly recent-ish Tom Cruise movie. It is a highly fictionalized version of a real-life story. Okay. Uh, one in which I wish that this was the real story, because <laughs> it was quite exciting, really fun to watch, and, uh, you know, it, it uncovers a like anything that's sort of you know, goes into the sort of 80s cocaine world of, like, drug running or the, like, trying to bring down Pablo Escobar and stuff is infinitely... That might be our new Vietnam right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a period of time where, like, filmmakers were only making movies about Vietnam. And it's like, well, what's the next Vietnam? We've talked about this in the past, um, about, like, you know, like, why, why, aren't, why aren't filmmakers moving on? Yeah, but the difference between that is that when people were making movies about Vietnam, I don't know if you... The thing about Vietnam movies is that all of them were bad. Not all. No, I mean, if you think about it, all World War II movies were glorious. Oh, they were. They oh, were always the about war the glory. Was bad. Yeah. Even when you talk about Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. which is about the how bad the war was, mm-hmm. there's still a glory there is. to the to There's the honor. There's all, it's all about movie, honor. Yes. It's all about glory. But... Vietnam, until you saw the movie We Are We Were Soldiers, mm-hmm. until that movie comes out, every movie is about how terrible Vietnam was. Not one movie shows it in a good light. Well, that's that's because it was a clusterfuck of a war that we got ourselves into. Technically, a policing action, not even a war. So, like, yeah. you know, it, it's politically very tumultuous. Yeah, so you've got a lot of people, but you do have so many people died that does have people on, like, the veterans who... There are a lot of veterans that look at that like, hey, Hollywood, Fuck you know, you. a lot of us died. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not make it seem Fuck like a, like the whole yeah. war was fucking shit and yeah. we weren't didn't deserve to be there? So you have... A, that's a lot of why Vietnam is to portrayed that way because of a lot of people like Oliver Stone, who was a veteran, went over there and had a terrible experience over there, and so he wanted to portray it the way it was... the way he saw it. Right. So... You know, when you have the Pablo Escobar Escobar stuff, oddly, I don't know why it's it's more portrayed. It kind of like to me, it's portrayed better than Vietnam because you don't have these guys. Because yes. because man, American American Made is fucking great movie. Oh yeah, we should mention the movie we're talking about is American Made. Oh yeah, by the way, we're talking about American Made. <laughs> number six Tom on Cruise. our list. Yeah. Number six, American Made, uh, where he's drug running. He's a mule basically for Pablo Escobar because he can fly a plane and land on a small airstrip well he starts as a mule for the cia yes but then turns then he just starts he just starts every making everybody he works for everybody yeah he's uh he's an entrepreneur (laughs) yeah and basically he gets involved with iran contra because he starts being the one who is he does they make it out they make it sound like he is the one that is doing iran contra on his own yeah (laughs) it's it's uh like i said highly fictionalized version of the the events that actually happened um, the real story is actually pretty fascinating, but it doesn't quite have the like pizzazz 
but this movie was one, and like I said, a lot of these movies now that Tom Cruise is in, I go in thinking, well, this will be kind of a corny Tom Cruise movie, and I'm always blown away by how much better they are than they should be. Honestly, I do not have a, there's not, with the exception of the ones we read in the beginning, mm-hmm. and even Valkyrie, I think, is a good movie, except for the fact that I can't see it being one we would put on a list of his greatest movies. No. But yeah, he these action movies he does, they're great. This one isn't isn't very actiony. Oh my god, there's so but, much action. But there's there is so much action I mean, in this movie. There, it's action light though. Like it's it's not a Mission Impossible. No, it's not a Mission Impossible. You know but there's so much action in this movie. There is. There's enough. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really well done. It's this one's more like Night and Day, where there's a lot of action and there's there's a lot comedy. Of, there's, yeah, yeah, like there's a, a a light. I think that's why even just before the ending, which I'm not going to put out there in case somebody hasn't seen it, because this is a Recent film. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen American Made, go out and watch it. It's a recent film. I think it's on probably HBO Go. It might be. If you haven't gone seen it, or I think Prime, it's, something like that. One of them has it. Yeah, some some streaming service has got to have this movie because I've seen it on it. That's where I watched it on there. So if you haven't seen it, go out and see American Made. It's a great movie. Before the ending, um, it's hilarious. There's some hilarious parts before the ending. Y- yeah, this movie. This movie kind of has it all. You know, it's it's really good, and it uh, made it all the way up to number six on our list. So number five is a movie that um, I think you you cannot have a Tom Cruise a list of the best Tom Cruise movies. You cannot even have it have a conversation about this without talking about the number five on our list, which is Rain Man. Mm, Rain Man is such a uh, has such an impact on our on our on our thinking, that mm-hmm. it is woven into pop culture. Mm-hmm. There is so many scenes in this movie. There is so many um, so many parts of this movie that people keep going back to that uh, you have to have this in the conversation when you're talking about great Tom Cruise films. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman mm-hmm. I think, did he win for this, or did he only get nominated? I am not sure. Or the movie I'll got nominated? Um, we should find that out. Where's Al? We gotta get Al up here. I think we gave the Al the night off. Yeah, but we did. Hold up. Hold on. Let me uh hold on. Al, you son of a bitch. You can we can call him up. Supercomputer. Al, wake up. Oh, thank you, Al. Uh yes, in fact, uh Dustin Hoffman did win Best Actor in a Leading Role in nineteen eighty nine. The the movie itself actually won Best Picture as well. Awesome. And Barry Levinson won Best Director. And I so think what, what's, decorated. what's kind of bothered me is that he, Tom Cruise, and one of the reasons why we're doing the Switch to the Envelope for Tom Cruise is because he has never won an Academy Award. I think he's been nominated three times. He has never won an Academy Award. But he's not won, yeah. He's done some some really good work, too. It's a, it's a unfortunate. He's, I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's been snubbed, necessarily. He's just been his best work is the sort of like lesser best work of a lot of other actors. You know what I'm saying? He's real solid. I think as we go up a higher on this list, I think there's other stuff that he's done that I, I agree, but I'm saying like when he's doing his best work, he's also doing his best work like as an uphill battle against real heavy hitters that are doing fantastic work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I, I agree. You know, it it just it's unfortunate. It's kind of like why some people get gimme Oscars because it's like oh well they should have gotten it this year but so and so did this movie so mm, what are you gonna do so we'll give it to him this year even though that role wasn't quite as good but 
we got to give it to them because they've done other stuff that's fantastic, you know. I don't know. I think I think Rain Man was a year that Tom Cruise. Sh- I don't know that 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 could have been a. I mean that that movie itself was was quite the darling, and uh, you know it. Although you can't beat Dustin Hoffman in that movie. So no, I mean. no, you can't. Uh, you know he's he's nominated. He's nominated for, uh, you know, Born on the Fourth of July. He was nominated for uh, Jerry Maguire. And he was actually nominated for Sporting Actor in Magnolia. It's just Magnolia. For some reason, I remember that he was nominated for Magnolia. I don't know why. Because it's a fucking Paul Thomas Anderson film? No, I mean, I don't know why I remembered that he was nominated in Magnolia. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I, I I don't know. The Oscars love PTA. I'm lukewarm on him. Some of them are good. Some of them are meh. Magnolia is a man one for me. Now that's a that's a video you should see on. Uh, there's a couple of videos going around about how every one of his movies is the same. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go check that one out. We're we're giving our our viewers a lot of homework. <laughs> All right, our number four film. Number four film for uh, Tom Cruise is. Oh, it's the entire Mission Impossible franchise minus the second one. The entirety. Now it. I do not accept. Like, I do not agree with this wholeheartedly. Yeah. So officially, officially, it's Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible One. Okay, because but <laughs> Mission Impossible One, I think that one is the best. Uh, best written. It is the best acted. I think it's the most. It's it's what introduces us exciting. to Ethan Hunt. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise is Ethan Hunt. You know, and and sets it all off. It's uh, it's got that iconic scene where he's floating above the. You know, he's suspended above the um, that room where like his sweat is dripping off his nose and it's yeah. s- like. Super uh, tense. It's very good. I a love bit it. Of filmmaking. It's, it's the re. Really good. It's the reinvention of Mission Impossible, right? Which was a TV show back in the day. Yeah, it's re- It's really good. Um, now you don't even you don't even think about the Mission Impossible original ones. You only mm. think about the movies. When yeah. you say Mission Impossible, you think of Tom Cruise, right? Which is great. Um, I, I like it. Yeah, this made it up high on the list too because this is one of the few times that Tom Cruise actually does a sequel, and then he does more. He turned it into an entire franchise. I believe Tom Cruise took the reins of this franchise and now is like has creative control over the Mission Impossible uh world. I think I think after the third one or by the third one or something like that, he he was like he was the executive producer. He was the guy that was making this shit happen, getting the best people to work on it. And it paid off because all well, of the other movies are great. Every time he makes one he basically just prints money to make it. Yeah, album, right. So. And um, you know, this is in in the era where we figured out that Tom Cruise does his own stunts. You know, they, they that was uh, heavy, heavily publicized during the first and second movie here. That was yeah, like, but is this like Tom how does his own stunts. is this like how Harrison Ford when he was really old, like now, and he was doing a movie and he like fell through a door or something. The studio released a thing saying that he fell through a door and then he helped them build the door back together uh, after he fell through it. This was like a couple he, of years ago. He broke his ankle doing the. F- Force Awakens? No, this is before that. Oh. This is when he was. This is before that. He, he like, was making. He was like a piece of the doing Millennium a stunt. Falcon like fell on his leg or no, something. No, and this is before that. He was before that. He was doing a movie and like he fell through a door or something. And then they the studio released something saying, "Oh no, he's so he's so like healthy that he actually like got up and helped them build the door back together." Still got those carpenter jeans. And I was like, I was like, really, man? I'm like, this guy is. He's like in his sixties. This is when he was like in his sixties. He limped back to his trailer, put on his tool belt, came back out, and <laughs> reframed the door. It's like, why do you have to get, keep making these old guys seem like they're like, you know, like so virile? Because <laughs> they are, Jeff. That's what they keep putting with twenty-year-olds in the movies. Exactly. They're trying to keep that image going. But uh, yeah, Mission Impossible movies are always going to be a fun time at the theater. 
They're so popcorny. They're great action films. Like, you know, we, do you mean popcorny? No, or popcorny? They're popcorny. So popcorny. Yeah. So like, you want a big thing of popcorn, and you while just you're wanna, eating, so not just not corny. No, it's not corny. Not like pop culture corny. No, but like popcorny. Popcorn. Like popcorn. E. E. Yeah. Gotcha. Precisely. Gotcha. Nailed it. Awesome. Um. There. Are, yeah. There. Are, there. Are ton Nailed of fun. it. Like he nails. A frame together when he falls through it doing his own stunts? Harrison Ford, that is, not Tom Cruise. Yeah, but he would do that same thing, he too, might. because he does his own I mean, stunts. I don't I don't know if Tom Cruise is any good at framing doors. <laughs> but Harrison Ford is because he was a carpenter, and that's how he got his way into the, but, stu- into the studio. Even though he really got his way in by selling weed sure. to everybody on the set of American Graffiti. Tom Cruise that's what I heard. does no magic, though, because he's that high up in Scientology. So I didn't hear that. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Leah Remini, come come be a guest. So we'll, we'll number three, <laughs> number three is the always fun to watch. You can't handle this movie, Jeff. I can't handle this movie. A Few Good Men. Oh. This movie is one of those like mid-90s icons. I just think this movie's an icon. Yeah. There is so many quotable lines in this movie it's insane. You can watch this whole movie and quote every line. Yeah, it's it's um And do you know how many stars are in this movie? Every star is in this movie. Every yeah. single person you see in this movie became a star or was a star. Yeah, like Kevin Pollock. Ke- not just Kevin Pollock. You got Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. You've got Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Demi Moore. You've got Demi Moore. You've got Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack Nicholson. You've got um 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 the guy from um the prosecutor. You're gonna get it. No, the prosecutor. No, I, I want Don't, you to get you're it. leaving me hanging. You're gonna you get fuck. it. Um, son of a bitch, I hate you. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Who else we got? Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest. He plays the he plays the doctor. We also Dr. have Stone. The, yeah. We also have the guy who was in ER. He was the main guy in ER for like ten years. No Wiley. No Wiley. Hmm. And then. Um, Joshua Molina He was on the West Wing Joshua Molina would be Which one? He's Tom I don't know He's, But I know but The one who is the other That's that's Joshua Molina Oh yeah But he's a small part yeah. He's a very small part Well I, I'm getting deep Into the cast list now But dude you know how, That was eight people deep Before you got to the to somebody You didn't oh, You only sl- slightly knew This is This is like And the two defendants also are like TV actors. So you've got like two defendants who both of them are, they're not named actors, but they're people that you've seen in a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of, like you go now and watch this movie, which written by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, I didn't know he wrote the movie. Absolutely written by Aaron Sorkin. That's why it's so good. That's why it's so good. The the writing of it is so crisp, so good, and the ensemble cast just brings it all together. Tom Cruise, um, can't help but be good in this movie. I feel like Aaron you know Sorkin had to slow down his dialogue in order to he do might this have, movie. He might have, yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like Tom Cruise can't help but be good in this movie because he's surrounded by just a fucking heavy No, hitters. that dialogue that he had to deliver, I think you needed to be good. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like He had to show up on set and be like, okay, Tom, let's do this. You yeah, know? but I, I, don't, I don't think... You can't float your way through Aaron Sorkin, is all I'm saying. Well, no, I think you can because the dialogue is so good. I think that because he was bouncing off of Jack Nicholson. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, he was... He was up against so many heavy hitters in scenes all the time in this movie 
that I think Kiefer Sutherland actually kind of walked through this movie. You think Kiefer? <laughs> yeah, I do. There's some parts where I was like, you could have been a little bit more dial- diabolical. I think that's about as good as Kiefer Sutherland gets. Really, I think Kiefer Sutherland, man, in the old days he was fucking good. Ah, go back and watch him. <laughs> I do. It's not that great. I actually, okay, I know you're going to, I love 80s movies. Sure, yeah, in the 80s he was very- That was 80s movies, not 80s movies. <laughs> I like 80s movies sure. a lot. And in you Stand do. By Me, Kiefer Sutherland's part is so good. He's good, but he's- He is diabolical and creepy he's and small, weird. He's a small part and he's he's villain, yeah. No, but he's creepy and weird. And then when he's he goes and, and does an even creepier part in uh, the vampire movie, come on. Vampire movie. You don't know the name of this movie? I can't think of it right now. Now I'm drawing. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. That's what it is. Yeah. Lost Boys. He's even he's creepy and super weird and way diabolical. Yes. So for him to go in that and to have the same similar part in Few Good Men and just just walk through it. Yeah, I I don't know. He's he was um he's in a show. So (laughs) we my wife loves the uh, the West Wing, right? Another Aaron Sorkin show that Josh Molina is on. Yeah, you, I, well, when it was on, I watched the all, all the time. It's a fantastic show. It still holds up. A lot of relevant uh, issues that we're still trying to figure out today that they brought up back then, you know. Uh, and then immediately, because she was in this like realm of like, I need to watch another like president show on Netflix, pops up Designated Survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, and we got through. Like, oh, you can't watch that show. Yeah, yeah, that show sucks. Not great. Yeah, but that's not because of Kiefer Sutherland. It's because the show was terrible. No, I know this. The show is terrible, but he doesn't help. <laughs> But the the show is terrible on premise. It is. Yeah. How can you have okay the they yeah just the show is dumb. It's weird because it it reads out like a procedural cop show, but it's the White House. It doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, and um, she, if your wife likes gun. Aaron Sorkin style shows, she should be watching um, Sports Night. Oh, I know Sports Night's really good. I don't know if you can find that though. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? I'm yeah, gonna have to look it up. I'm pretty sure. Because she would love that, because that show was on his, his first I watched, show. I watched uh, Sports Night when it was on TV the first time. I have not watched it back since. It only went on for like a season, right? Or two seasons? I think it was two seasons. And mm. the reason they canceled it was they said it was too fast for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Catch so, up. Then yeah. catch up. Yeah. That was in the time where like people thought, play to the dumbest person in the room. And that's how you make I think entertainment. They still believe that. Because some, some that's do. why but, everyone only but makes Marvel movies. There have, there have been... Plenty of shows that have become very successful, plenty of movies that have become very successful that don't pander. Name one that's Arrested come out in the last 10 years. Rest of Development was not successful. That's not like a successful it's show. It's got a huge cult following. Cult following, and it's not on a network. It's only, it had to be, it could not renew unless it was on Netflix. What you got against Netflix? Huh? What you got against Netflix? Nothing. I'm just saying that that's not. Oh. Well, the West Wing. The West Wing didn't pander. If you want, like the shows that would be. All the shows that are on a network, which gets the biggest reach. Like The West Wing. Yeah, but The West Wing is a show that was on at a time. It just it hit right at the right time. I don't think it would be, I don't think it would it wouldn't work now. I don't think. I think absolutely it would. Really? With sh- shows like House of Cards and stuff being being well received, True Detective, those kinds of shows. They were like really sharply written. You really a, have to pay attention. On a network. Game of Thrones. I absolutely do not think that West Breaking Wing Bad. would be on a network. I, West Wing, they would take it straight to Netflix. Oh, straight to Netflix, or it would be a Showtime or, or HBO. A HBO. And I think it would have been better. <laughs> but it would be. It would not be on a network. Yeah, Newsroom. Like yeah, all those smart shows are now on HBO or Showtime or or whatnot. You know, but those shows do exist and they are extremely popular. 
the ones that don't pander. But yeah, they're not on network television per se, I guess. But the difference between the amount of people that watch a network and the amount of people that watch cable is staggering. Well, because it's free. <laughs> no, no, no. It has nothing to do with free. It has to do with, okay, think about, okay, you know how we think of the political news shows, right? Uh-huh. We think of them having a big impact. They don't. I mean, even if you think about the the three top news networks, mm-hmm. you have Fox and MSNBC are the, are the two top news networks. CNN, CNN isn't even the top news networks. And the three top shows are Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Rachel Maddow. Mm-hmm. They only get 3 million, 3 million views. Yeah, because people got to pay for cable. Yeah, but 3 million views is nothing. It's true. I mean, Com- that's compared crazy. Compared to the amount of people that are watching fucking the Kardashians. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how many views these people are. I mean, how many people are not watching mm-hmm. television that's like like uh, substantive well, television. Why watch the actual show when you can see out of context clips that can form your opinions anyway? Exactly. Yeah. Why get the, why not why watch something that has any kind of you know we've drifted opinions. way off topic. Oh so yeah, that this was, is what Tom uh, Cruise. This is what Tom Cruise thinks. That was a few good men. <laughs> so a few good men we believe is a really great Tom Cruise movie at number three. Number three. Before we move on to the top two Tom Cruise movies, we believe that you should take a potty break, and we're going to let you take that potty break right now with a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. We don't have a sponsor, by the way. Oh no. But uh, we're gonna take a potty break. And we're back. Hey, welcome back. Uh, before we get into the top two, top, the top two of the top ten of Tom Cruise's best movies. That's oof, we really fucked ourselves with the tongue twister <laughs> this time. Uh, let's go ahead and run through some honorable mentions. Some that like made our respective lists, but weren't good enough to make the final list. Cocktail. Yes, Cocktail is one of those. Cocktail. Um, Cocktail. Cocktail, yeah. Go ahead, talk about Cocktail, Jeff. Okay, one of our number one, number one honorable mentions is number the <clears throat> number one number honorable two. mentions. I shouldn't say it that way. So on our <laughs> list, we had like, you know, one through 10. And what came in as number 11, number 12, number 13, number 14. We had um, number 11 was Cocktail. Was not? <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful 80s movie cocktail was the story yeah. of a young but a young but really immature yeah. <laughs> bartender who was way just ridiculously stupid in the way of being in the city. This is a dumb movie. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing he was able to do is get laid. Oh, and yeah. he does and, get laid and flip bottles. Oh, he flips those bottles. And uh, and and he was really into getting money quickly. Sure. And he was really into to trying to convince really rich women to to sleep marry to sleep with him. Yeah. And uh, and he ends up in the in like Barbados or or Jamaica or or Kokomo or doesn't matter wherever it is. Yeah. And and he ends up meeting Elizabeth Shue. And then he because why not? He knocks her up, yeah. And and then he Flips says he bottles. can't. And then he says once he knocks her up, he says he wants to marry her. And then she's like, "Fuck you!" So it's a great movie. Yeah, go out and watch it. Uh, also on our honorable mention list, uh, the Tom Cruise does Groundhog's Day, but with lots of death. It's Edge of Tomorrow. This movie is great. Jeff fell asleep fifteen minutes in. I really did. <laughs> so. Unfortunately, it got, it got kind of disqualified because Jeff did not have interest in this movie to give it an accurate score. So it, it becomes a part of our honorable mention, but it is a great film. 
there's lots of Tom Cruise dying horribly in this film. It was better when it was done as Pacific Rim by with Charlie Ugh, Hunnam not and Idris Elba. Not at all. Pacific Rim. I didn't like trash. either of them. Pacific Rim I didn't like either trash. of them. But Pacific Rim was better because I Edge like, of Tomorrow is fantastic. I like Idris Elba and Charlie Hunnam's version of it. Uh, next on our honorable mentions list uh, is Night and Day. Him Night and Cameron Day is fun. Diaz. It's, it's fun, fun, but then there's Cameron Diaz, so it got locked. Uh, Cocktail is more list. fun. I, I would agree. Cocktail is more fun than Night and Day. Cocktail is way more fun. Uh, Minority Report also made our honorable mention. It's a Steven Spielberg sci-fi classic. That, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm not into Minority Report. It's I think fine. when Steven Spielberg's doing his alien thing, it bothers me. It's fine. Every movie with his alien thing, it's like, dude, Steven Spielberg, come on, man. Except for E.T. That one's really good. Yeah. I, I You know, I think <laughs> oh, I, I'm, one of the least, I'm one of the least. Pe- I don't like E.T. I just don't uh, like that movie. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like you. No, I don't like E.T. Why is it such a problem? I don't it's, like it in a movie. It's not. You can not like a movie, but you know, you can also be wrong about not liking a movie. Yeah. Uh, besides Minority e. Report, it's home. great. It's fantastic. It's uh, one of the best whatever. children's movies. Uh, Days of Thunder, one of my favorite Tom Cruise I love, movies I love of all Days time. Of I don't know. Okay. Days of Thunder Cocktail. Which one would you watch? Days of Thunder any day. Really? They're the Absolutely. same plot. One has bottles and one has cars. Yes. They're the same friggin' movie. But his name is Cole Trickle, and he's way too dirty to be in a stock car. There's a there's this shot at the end where he and like Robert Duvall I know, I know. are running down pit road. They're like racing each other on foot I down know, pit road. I know. And he and has his helmet off. His hel- I know. I know. Exactly Tom Cruise is basically in blackface. I know. From I know. like eyes down, he is just sooty. Like he just cleaned every chimney in Daytona Beach, Florida. He looks like. Dick Van Dyke. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, in, in Mary Poppins. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Race car drivers never got that dirty. <laughs> no. I don't know where they decided <laughs> that race car drivers needed to be just filthy <laughs> from nose down. Uh, but uh, uh, besides that, like uh, I, I grew up in a like NASCAR family, like a NASCAR appreciative family. So I, I have a soft spot for. Like racing movies and and whatnot. Well, I I grew Car up in movies. a drinking family, so sure. that's why I have a, I have a, I have a I have a, a soft spot for cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that my love for Days of Thunder is actually what makes me not like the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, uh, the Will Ferrell movie. The, well, you um, wouldn't have the Ballad of Ricky Bobby if you didn't have Days of Thunder. That's right, coming from that right. movie, and it's spoofing that entire sort of movie genre, right? Uh, but I I enjoy Days of Thunder so much that um, uh, what's that what's that movie called? It's not called. I mean the subtitles Ballad of Ricky Bobby. What's the um, what's the actual title? Talladega Nights. Oh yeah, Talladega Nights. The Battle of Ricky Bobby. Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Something I don't know. Uh, didn't I, it, that one just sat sideways with me? But I'll watch Days of Thunder any day. It's dated. It's stupid. There's cars that go fast and the makeup doesn't make sense, but. I love the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> um, also, then also made the list. Interview with the vampire and Oblivion. So those are our honorable mentions. Yeah, let's go ahead and move on. And you know, actually, he's not really in Interview with the Vampire that much. He's, he's in only it enough in the to beginning. be considered the lead. He's in the, he's he's not the lead. He's considered the Brad Pitt's like, the lead. He's in the he's, movie. From he's the, top build along with him. I think he's top build because he's Tom Cruise. But he's in no, the beginning be, yeah. for like he's in the beginning for like fifteen minutes, and then he's in the very freaking end. But in the movie, it's Brad Pitt and uh, Christian Slater yeah. is narrating it with Brad Kirsten Pitt. Dunst? No, I mean Christian Slater and, and Brad Pitt are narrating it, and then 
Brad Pitt is mainly in it. And mm-hmm. then I think even um, uh, Desperado. Who's who's the star of Desperado again? Antonio Banderas? Yeah, he's in it more, I think, than Tom Cruise is. Even. He's also Boos in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but he's in in it enough that you would consider it a Tom Cruise movie, I think. Okay, all right. Uh, so the number top two. two, top two. All right, here we go. The the best Tom Cruise movies, and honestly, these are kind of neck and neck. The fun factor is the only thing that edged our number one into number one spot, I think. But so our uh, number two, our number two, yeah. It's a heartfelt movie. It's one of the most heartfelt. Tom Cruise's movies, and I think it's mostly because of the director. Uh, yes, and one that I think he may have been snubbed for an Academy Award. I actually think that this should have gone to him. But let's say what the movie is. He wasn't nominated. He should have been nominated, is what I'm saying. This one is Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Cameron Crowe, mm-hmm. uh, he got lightning in a bottle right. with uh, this movie. And Jonathan Lipnicki specifically. <laughs> is it the lightning in the right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He got he got lightning in a bottle with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh he did it with putting Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger together. They have fantastic chemistry. Yeah. I, like unbelievable chemistry. Yeah. He had tried to recreate it with Elizabeth Town after this movie. Mm-hmm. And because he had uh, you know, the Elfin movie actor. Orlando uh, Bloom. He wasn't able to do it. He's not. And he's not like leading man. He's strong supporting actor. Yeah. Not great in the leading leading roles. Yeah. So this movie came together so great. I think I honestly think it just it just came together with the with the kid and the girl and, and Jay Moore yeah. and Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, man. And uh, who's uh, Chris O'Donnell? No, Chris. Uh, what's his face? The dude from Stand by Me. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Not Chris O'Donnell, Jerry O'Connell. That's where, yes. Where's Jerry O'Connell in this movie? He's the quarterback that Tom Cruise oh, misses out. Oh, yeah, the one on I, forget, I forgot he Jay was Moore in signs. it. Yeah. I forgot he was in this movie. And he gets to sign Cuba Gooding yeah. Jr. instead. Yeah. No, no, no. He, no, Cuba Gooding Jr. was always his was always his client. No, no, no. He I'm walks saying, him he, around the floor. He has Cuba And while Jr. he's walking him around the floor, the, somebody else, well, his, you know, somebody else walks in and snakes his... His client, while he's walking Cuba Gooding Jr. around the floor, right, which is Jay Moore stealing, no, Jerry O'Connell, no, not that point, no. I'm misremembering this movie. Yes. <laughs> Either way, it's great. We loved it. It's good enough to become number two on our list. Yeah, the movies. I I can watch this movie anytime. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Cuba Gooding Jr. deserved to have his Oscar, but we already talked about that in a previous episode. You know, that is something that is. I don't know. I mean, we we already had a switch switch the envelope just because of who he was nominated up against. Mm-hmm. I think he did a great job. Cuba Gooding Jr. He's great. He did a great job in this movie, but who not he as, was nominated not against a, not as great as all those other people. God, he was nominated against like amazing people. Yeah, we've already had this discussion. We don't need to get into it again. But uh, fine, you know. I'm not. I'm I'm holding it in. All right, all right. Now here it is, the okay. ultimate, the number one. If you've now, been if you've been paying attention. I'm pretty sure you know what movie we're about to say. Yeah, or I mean, I think we talked about this like two weeks ago, but we may have. <laughs> you know what? When you think Tom Cruise, there's only one fucking name that should come to mind, and that's Maverick. Oh yeah. Okay. And there's only you, one movie that should come to mind. Yeah, when his when his when it, when when Tom Cruise enters your mind, you should get ready to enter the danger zone. Mm-hmm. That's the only way 
you should think of Tom Cruise. And that's why we're putting at number one, Top Gun. Oh, yes. Top Gun. Because when you think Tom Cruise, you think of Maverick, you think of Iceman, you think of Slider, you think of Goose. Oh, Goose. You think of Top Gun. And now that it's so, it's now that the new movie's going to be out in 2020. Is is it 2020? 2020 release. release. Unfortunately, Mm. the original director is no longer with us. No. You know, poor little out for Tony Scott. Yeah. Um, But I think that uh, the the, uh, new movie, hopefully it doesn't suck, but... You know, I I hope it's just as sort of like indulgently campy as the uh, original. The only way you're gonna, the only way it'll be able to, to to be like the original is if you had, okay, in the '80s they had like all these dudes that were like peak physical, yeah, and peak popularity. If mm-hmm. you had those same guys, same type of guys, yeah, from today. So like who would be I mean I who, you'd have to have like casting it. Well like Channing Tatum or something. Channing Tatum and like Michael B. Jordan and like uh who else? Who else could be in this movie? No, who who is actually in the Top Gun movie? Well, first Al. of all, you're you you are not getting Michael B. Jordan no. in this movie. No, he's Creed. He's he's also like worth way too much money. Uh Al, who's in the each, new each Al alone the new on top, Michael B. Top Jordan Gun movie, movie worth okay. too much money? Oh, Jennifer Connolly coming out. Uh John Hamm. <laughs> John Hamm's in this movie. Miles Teller is you, in this movie. You just lost it for me. What? John Hamm? You don't yes. like John Hamm? He's a TV actor. I don't know. He's not a TV actor. He's a He's TV fine. actor. Uh, obviously, Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, Miles Teller is in this movie. Ed Harris coming back. Uh, let's see here. Ed Who Harris else? was never in the first one. He's not, is he? No. I'm thinking of another guy that looks very Tom similar. Tom Scarrett? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Tom Scarrett looks nothing like Ed Harris. It's just like old dude in a military uniform. <laughs> it was Tom Scarrett. He wasn't old. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, a bunch of people. Jer- or, uh, Jeremy Irons or Michael Irons? Who was the guy? Jeremy Irons, I think. Uh, let's see here. You got Manny Jacinto, who uh, who's in The Good Place. He's fantastic in The Good Place. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, some some of these other guys you you wouldn't you wouldn't know. Like you you might recognize them. Be like, oh, what are they in? Oh, what are they in? But it, it's uh, it's not a bunch of uh, named people. Well, Tim Robbins is in the first one, and you don't recognize him because he's only in like five minutes. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Lo- I'm not seeing a lot of people that I recognize here. <laughs> so they didn't do what they needed to do. Yeah. So I don't know. But I mean, it's probably gonna be centered around. I mean, it's called at right Top now Gun the word, Top Maverick. Gun Maverick. Yeah. So it's probably not. They should just call it Maverick. Right. Yeah. Maybe, I would go maybe, with that. Maybe they will by the time it gets released. Who knows? Yeah. All right. So that's our top ten. Top. You know. You know. We really didn't talk top. about why Top Gun got. Oh, because it's great. <laughs> it's great. There's there's flying planes. It's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. This is his like Tom Cruise coming out of the '80s into the '90s. You know, this solidifies him as a absolute I, I don't know. I bona fide is, superstar. I think this is peak '80s Tom Cruise. Yeah, no, that's if what I'm you saying. love this '80s is, Tom Cruise, this is it, man. It's the pinnacle of that. Um, the guy who's the best that then has a person die before he realizes the true potential of his skill. But this is like, man, this is like pure masculinity in Tom Cruise, who is like four foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's my height. Well, though, when you see him, you see him playing the volleyball scene. It's kind of funny because he's literally like shorter than every single guy. Oh, he that. looks awkward playing sports. in yeah. every movie. But in, in War of the Worlds, he throws a ball like he's throwing a baseball in War of the Worlds, and it's like that dude's never thrown a baseball in his life. <laughs> in this movie, it's really weird because oh, yeah. he's just shorter than everybody. He is. Yeah. So 
I don't, I don't know. I mean, this movie is, it's just, I think for anybody who grew up, anybody in our generation, the, the zennial generation, right. you know, in between millennials and in between Generation X, mm-hmm. um, this movie will always have a special place because it was part of growing up. Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, such... Especially if you were a boy growing up, if you were born any time in the 80s. It is a very boy movie. This is a boy growing up in the 80s movie. Top Gun is your movie. Soundtrack's amazing. The action scenes are are great. I mean, the top the, the Top Gun soundtrack does not hold up, but it's got a very no no no. It's incle- incredibly dated. Yeah, like this this new Maverick movie should be like nothing but like trap music and like oh God, really I hope like I hope of it, the na- like music of of now. At least I hope when to they really do a soundtrack. In a at date. least it's like got some bands that are like you know maybe maybe like young metal bands. No, you no, you know what they should do? They should just hire new bands to remake every single song that was in the original. <laughs> Just redo all of the songs, but with do Danger new, Zone, new yeah, do do uh, uh, Mighty Wings, yeah. Okay, I what, can see what's that. that Berlin song that's uh, that was nominated for an Oscar? It won. Did it win? It, it won. won an Academy Award for what, what was the name of that song? Um, take my breath away. Take my breath away. Yeah, yeah. you know, give do that one in a sample uh, and have somebody rap over it. God, please don't do that shit. Yeah. Hollywood listens to us. They're going to do it. It's fine. Yeah, I know. It's going to be great. We have the direct line to the Academy. (laughs) That's why all the all the new Wikipedia pages say what the new movies that have been switched. They should. They should. All our they listen to all our switches. It's fact. It's science. You can't argue with it. (laughs) All right. So that is our list. Let us read the full list for you from top from bottom to top, from ten to one. So. Number our, ten. Our number oh, our top oh, list oh. of top who's ten Tom Cruise movies. Say it ten is, times fast. <laughs> I'll say it ten times fast. Our top ten top Oh, I can't do it. Our top ten Tom Cruise movies, starting from ten, is Collateral at number ten. Number nine is Risky Business. Born on the Fourth of July at eight. The Firm at number seven. Number six is American Made. Number five is Rain Man. Number four, Mission Impossible, the whole franchise except for number two. Number three, A Few Good Men. Number two is Jerry Maguire. And number one, Top Gun. Oh, such a good list. Definitive. I think that's the definitive Tom Cruise list. That is the definitive Tom Cruise list. If you're playing at home um, and you have a different list, please tweet us or uh, send it to our Instagram so we know and we can uh, respond and tell you how wrong you are. If you would like to interact with us in any other way, you can in, you can send it to our Twitter at Switch Envelope or to our Instagram at Switch the Envelope. If you'd like to email us, don't. <laughs> well, that's the end of the show, but we can't end the show properly, can we, Jeff? Nope. There's always one thing we have left to do. What is that, Corey? We have to dedicate this podcast. We do have to dedicate this podcast. But you know, I think we have dedicated enough podcasts to our mustache friend. Oh, we're not gonna we're gonna retire the Sam Elliott dedications or just, We're gonna we're gonna retire the Sam Elliott are dedications. We just, just switching it up. Uh well we switch things up so often here. We do. Um I think we are gonna switch it up because I think Sam Elliott has asked us. He's personally called us and asked mm. us to uh thank us, congratulate us, congratulate You're us on quite the podcast. Welcome, sir. And uh, tell us that it's um, that he would like us to give the love to other colleagues of his. He's so kind. He is. So this week, 
on Switch the Envelope, we are actually going to dedicate this podcast to Anthony Edwards. Oh, goose. We're going to dedicate this podcast to Anthony Edwards, who was the loyal friend of Maverick. He was Goose in Top Gun. Not only did Anthony Edwards sacrifice his life in the movie Top Gun as Goose, he was the only man to die for the cause of Top Gun. He was also the only man to die in a very long series of ER. Anthony Edwards (laughs) knows how to die as an actor. We dedicate this episode to you, Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Watch the canopy. Oh, shit. Like and subscribe. We'll see you at the movies. Yeah. Follow us on all of our social media and subscribe to our uh, our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your um your podcasts and uh, leave us a review. It'll be great. Thank you.